as we continue in on our series on having wow faith, walking on water faith. Uh, remember, to walk on water, you first got to get out the boat. Yeah. So we want to continue to talk about the obstacles that might come to us, that might hinder us uh, from truly following God, depending on him, trusting him in our daily lives. So today we're going to be in the Old Testament, uh, Genesis, uh, the 12th chapter. Uh, we're going to look here in this text about how we need to have wow faith to follow the Lord. Uh, some of us uh, know what it means to follow someone. Uh, some of us have problems following other people because we like to be in control. Uh, some of those people, you might know them, you might be sitting next to them that you can't drive without them telling you which way to go. Uh, they they don't know how to follow. Uh, they got to lead even from the back seat to the side seat. Even they might be outside the car. They're going to tell you which way you need to go. Uh, leadership teaches us that a good leader knows how to follow. Uh, because they understand how to follow instructions. But you get around some people to let you know that they don't know how to follow very well. Uh, they follow an idea situation. I told you, take a left. And so when we follow, we need to learn some principles about how to follow someone, even when you don't know where you're going. But trust you're going to get there. Uh, and so Abram was teaching us this principle. I'm going to read from us again the Genesis, the 12th chapter. Uh, I'm going to just, just lift up, though, uh, verses uh, 1 through 4 of this 12th chapter. If you're there, say amen. The Lord said to Abram, leave your native country, your relatives, and your father's family, and go to the land that I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous, and you will be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt. All the families on earth will be blessed through you. Verse 4 says, So Abram departed, as the Lord had instructed, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he left Haran. I want to highlight very, very closely to you to, 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 to focus on verse 4. It says, so Abram departed. I want you to grab the simplicity of this verse. God tells him to get up, leave your people, and go to where I will tell you. He did not give him a destination. He did not give him a spot. He did not give him a time of how long the travel would be. But the text tells us that as soon as Abraham heard a word from God, it says he got up and departed. That's, that's the kind of faith of following that we want from people. That's why you hear somebody says, when I say jump, you say hi hi. I, I just want you to follow, right? That's why parents get upset. They didn't I tell you once, right? Why do I got to tell you the second time, the third time, the fourth time? Here it is. God said it once, and it says, and Abram departed. Mm. Mm. Teach me, Lord. Faith to follow the Lord is faith that Abraham shows us. This kind of faith is demonstrated in total dependence of the Lord's word. Mm. We, we, it's amazing whose words we trust. If you want to make a cake that you have from somebody, you trust that they gave you the right instructions and the ingredients. 
Y'all quiet on me. You trust them that if you follow this, it's going to taste just as good as the cake you had at their house. You, you believe that if I follow these to the T, so when it doesn't work out, right, you give them a call and says, I tried it, but it didn't taste as good as yours. Right? You try to find out, like, I did everything you said to do, but it didn't come out the, the same way. We understand how we can trust somebody's instructions if they tell you that if you go down to the store and get me this, you believe them. I'll go down to the store. It must be in stock. I'll come back. But you go to the store and it's not in stock. You say, I'm here, but it's not here. Yes, it is. We trust people all the time. But yet when it comes to God, we got questions. Uh, Lord, are you sure you want me to go this way? Because I really like to go this way. See, Abram's following the Lord's instructions, not knowing how it will end or when it will end. The Lord tells Abram this vision with the end goal in mind that you'll be in a place where I'm going to bless you. But where is that place? Abram buys into the vision. Abram trusts in God's visions and, and, and believes that God will show him how to make it possible. That's why in Hebrews 11 chapter, uh, Abram is used as a figure and demonstration of great faith. Uh, It says, it was by faith that Abraham obeyed when God called him to leave home and go to another land that God would give him as his inheritance. He went without knowing where he was going. Isn't that something? Abram, our character of study, if you notice there in Hebrews 11 chapter, it said Abraham. He's better known as Abraham, the name that God changed him and blessing him. We are first introduced to Abram and his father and brothers and their wives and children. Abram is without child, but his, and his name is Abram, which means exalted father. But he has no children. And, and God changed his name to Abraham, which means father of many. And he still had no children then. Woo! Walking on faith. God, God you say, I'm going to be great, <laughs> but I have nothing. Do you understand how God can take nothing? So Abram's understanding, all right, God, you, you're telling me to do something. I'm trusting you. I'm going to go where you want me to go. Genesis 17:5 gives us where he changes. Says, "What more? I'm changing your name. I will no. You, it will no longer be Abram. Instead, you'll be called Abraham, for you'll be the father of many nations." So Abram became Abraham because he followed the word of the Lord. Following the Lord will lead us to greater life experiences. Let the Lord lead you over your personal passions and desires. You may have good intentions because you know, we think you know what's best for you, but yet you don't know what's right for you. Mm, mm, mm. See, see, sometimes you think something might be better, but it may not be right. Y'all quiet on. And so here it is. God is letting us know that if you just follow me, I, I will lead you to places of blessings and, and, and peace and love and understanding your life will be better by just following my word. Praise God for his word. So we need to seek not our own will, but his will. Abram teaches us how to follow the Lord's will. And, and, and so we follow God because of who he is. Because of who he is. 
Who is God? Who is God? Who is God? Y'all can talk back. Who is God? He is mighty to save. Oh, hallelujah. One, one thing we come to church is because he saves us. And he's mighty to save. He is able to save. And because he's able to save, it talks about his power. He has a power over death. Oh, hallelujah. That means that he can defeat the thing we fear most. Isaiah 631 says, who is this who comes from Edom, from city of Bozar, Bozar, with his clothing stained red? Who is this in royal robes, marching in his great strength? It is I, the Lord, announcing your salvation. It is I, the Lord, who has the power to save. Zephaniah 317 says, for the Lord your God is living among you. He is our mighty Savior. He will take the light in you with gladness, with his love, he will calm all your fears. He will rejoice over you with joyful songs. Tell your neighbor, my God's mighty to save. God is mighty to save because he's sovereign. And you know what it means to be sovereign? It means that he can just do it because he wants to. He can do it all by himself. He doesn't need any help. Uh, 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 when you are sovereign, it means you are independent. It means that you, by your power, by yourself, can get something done. And think about it, how God does not need any help. Hallelujah. But he allows us to participate. Mm. He allows us to be partners in his awesome grace and mercy. Because God, cre- the, the creator, has created all things. And he created the earth for us. And so think about God is sovereign. He is the creator of all things. And yet he gives us privileges to be a partner of his great work. And the reason why he does that because he loves us. He is full of everlasting love. That he lavishes on us, his people. Does this describe the God you serve? Because if you serve a God that loves you, who is also mighty, able to save you, who has created you for his glory, will you not just trust him? Will you not just serve him? And so that's why when, when we read that text, verse 4 says, so Abram departed. He says, I, I trust you, God. Uh, you, you, you must be who you say you are. I will trust you, for you're the one who will bless me. But notice here, notice here, the blessing comes after the obedience. He says, I will bless you, but first you must obey me. The problem many of us have, we want the blessing before the obedience. Uh, we, we, we treat people like we do the drive through the window. Y'all know what happens to the drive through window now? You know they got two windows. One for you to pay first, then you get your food. But when they got the one window, they look at you. And you got your hand out, they're like, I need that money first. I believe you want that food, but I trust you need to pay. <laughs> so they, they, they be basically quoting Jerry Maguire, show me the money. You're not going to drive off with this food and not pay. And so we live in a world that I, I believe you got something good for me to show me first. Right? And so here it is that God is letting them know that I will give you something. Hallelujah. But you have to obey me. This blessing is going to come because of your obedience. This blessing is going to come because you are trusting my word. The things that we find out in our lives, that if I obey God, I trust God, I find out his word is always true. 
And so if I just trust him, I'm going to be there. And another thing we're going to find out about trusting a God and believing in him from Abram is that the, the destination is, is as important as the journey. God's blessing him and following with him means this, that he's being with him. Because notice that it says that the place is filled with Canaanites. I don't know about you if you didn't understand. God has taken him to the land of Canaan, but there's people already there. Uh, uh, it's sort of like how you want to check into a hotel room, but there's somebody already in your room. And there's a conflict there. Uh, you cannot occupy what's already been occupied until somebody moves them out. And so here it is that Abram is walking towards his place that God's going to give him, but yet God got to protect him because people might be thinking, you trying to take what's mine. Now knowing that, no, you are just holding on to what order belongs to me. Y'all quiet on Y'all missed that part. God already gave it to Abram. Abram is going to get what is his. But yet Abram understands, I just got to wait till God says go. Mm, mm, mm. Tell your neighbor, wait. And so in following instructions, I understand that in my journey, I, I, I'm learning that God, you will guide me. You will protect me. You will be with me. And here's another thing that in trusting and following God, notice what Abram had to do. He had to leave his family. He had to leave his land. He had to leave everything he was familiar with and go someplace he's never been before. And he would possibly go and never come back. Because God did not say you're going to leave and come back. He says you're going to leave. Period. Many of us, many of us. Encourage us when people leave. For example, like when your, your oldest child, your firstborn, decides to go off to college, you are excited to leave him, but you gotta, in the back of your mind, that they can always come back. But yet here it is that Abram does not have anything in the back of his mind that I'm going to come back. He, God just says simply, go to where I'm going to tell you. It could be halfway across the world. Abram does not know. But what he does know is that, God, you're going to lead me. You said you're going to bless me. You're going to bless me. And, and, and guess this, what it says, that since you're going to bless me, those who bless me, you will bless. But also because you have blessed me, those who curse me, God, you will curse. Mm. Notice also God tells him that I will bless you to be a great nation. I will make you famous. And you will be a blessing to others. But notice again. Abram, exalted father, has no children. He has no kids, but his, his brother had a son. He passed away, and now he got a nephew. And so you can see probably some father instructions there that, that Abraham, Abram has taken in Lot as his own and blessing that Lot says, you know what, I'll follow you. I'll go with you. Another thing to notice that it says Abram took his property, which means he was a wealthy man there. Wisconsin gives up for a precursor about how wherever he went, he was prosperous because of God's favor. But notice this, that he's following God. He's trusting God. God is leading him in this place. Notice again that we too must realize that, God, if I'm going to follow you, there might be some times I might have to leave some people behind me. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, though there's nothing wrong in the relationship, but I must let go to get further. Y'all quiet on me. Oftentimes we look at the negativity. No, there's nothing here that said the relationship was wrong. There's nothing in here that says that, that, that Terah, Abram's father, had did something wrong. It says here, notice if you look back at the 11th chapter, Terah, his, Abram's father, got up to go to Canaan, but he stopped and stayed. 
he made that his home. And so then God comes to Abram and says, Abram, I'm going to take you to that place your father set out to go. <laughs> I'm going to take you, but yet you got to leave your family. They, they moved together to this place. They, they found wives here. They, they made a family here, and now they got to go. But yet here's this situation that God is letting Abram know that I'm going to leave you to a place. I'm going to lead you to a place. I'm going to bless you in this place, and you'll be a blessing to others, and you'll be a blessing to the world. You know we're a blessing because we, he's a blessing. We're part of the blessing of Abraham. We are blessed because we are a part of Abraham. You understand? Because of Abraham, we, we got the 12 tribes of Israel. And, and one of those tribes was Judah. And out of the tribe of Judah came Jesus. That's why we teach that song to the children. Father Abraham had many sons. And many sons had Father Abraham. I am one of them. And so are you. So let's all sing along. Right hand. And so we understand that Abraham had children and, and blessed, but yet at this moment, at this time, his wife hasn't given him no children. He's 75 years old, and his name is Abraham, exalted father, but he has no for children. And now notice again in the text, you notice that he went through Canaan, but he did not settle in Canaan. So he is not even in the land that God's going to promise him, but yet he believes in the promise. And that's something. He is waiting on God's word. Say, Lord, you said it. So one day it's going to come and say, he said it outside. But God said, don't worry. I'm going to give it. And what did Abram do? He worshiped him. It says, verse 7, then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, I will give this land to your descendants. And Abram built an altar there and dedicated the Lord who had appeared to him. After that, Abram traveled south, set up a camp in the hill city with Bethel to the west and I to the east. And there he built another altar and dedicated to the Lord, and he worshiped the Lord. After Abram reached the destination, the Lord appears to him. And he blesses him and tells him of the promise, and Abram worships him. The journey was just as important as the destination. Notice that how in this journey we can reflect how God keeps us. Just think about your journey right now in your life, where you are right now. Think about because he kept you, you're still here. Because the Lord is my shepherd, I I shall not want. Uh, Because he's mighty to save, you are still here because he kept you. Just as Jesus told Peter, the enemy wants to shift you like we, but I prayed for you. Oh, hallelujah. So that after you, you, you're going to fall short, but after you fall short, you will repent. And you'll, you'll strengthen your brother and you'll turn back to me. Hallelujah. I'm so glad that Jesus sitting at the right hand of the Father, mighty able to save us, and Lord, keep them. Lord, cover them. They call on my name, and all who call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. <laughs> that you've been washed by the blood of the Lamb. That, that, that you understand that you're going to go through some hard times. You can go through some difficult times, but yet you will know that His grace, His mercy is everlasting. And you can always call on the name of the Lord, no matter what you're going through, knowing that He's my keeper. <laughs> He's my Savior. He's my all in all. He is a present help in a time of trouble. I can call 
call on him when I need some help. I'm so glad that he will answer me. He will deliver me because he is powerful. He is mighty. That no matter the stresses I'm dealing with, I can't control what's happening around me. You know the hurricanes came. I can't control not one of those hurricanes. But Lord, I was praying, God, keep my uncle safe. Keep my mama and my daddy safe. I call them dad like there was no hurricane around them. They had peace. I don't understand that because it was dark all outside and raining all around. But they said, we all good, Sam. It's okay. Don't worry about us here. I said, thank you, Jesus. Because I understood I had no power. I had no control. But yet his grace, his mercy, his love keeps us when we can't keep ourselves. And so, therefore, Abraham says, I, I called on the name of the Lord. <laughs> I, I, I want you to look at that closely. That it says, Abraham called on the name of the Lord. We don't know the name of the Lord until they get released from Egypt. But yet God had a relationship with them that somehow it broke somewhere down the line that Abraham knew who God was. He said he called on Yahweh and he worshipped him, believing him that he's going to give him what he does not have. Mm. Do you understand that we have been promised heaven and we have it, but we don't have it? We have it, but we don't have it. Because his word tells us we got it, but we haven't seen it, but we got it. And, and so the same kind of faith to follow God means this, that, Lord, you told me I got it, but I haven't seen it. But guess what? I'm going to live like I got it. That's how Abraham's walk. He's walking like he got it. He's saying, God, you going to give this to me? <laughs> well, I'm going to walk like I have. I'm going to walk with my head lifted high, knowing that, God, you got my back. I'm going to walk on your promise, trusting in you, knowing you're going to provide for me. Will you understand that God is leading you? All you got to do is follow his instructions. I'm done preaching now, good God from Zion, but I just want somebody to testify that I will trust you, Lord. I will follow you, Lord. I will walk like I already got it because it's mine. You said it's mine. It's mine. I got eternity in my life because Jesus died on the cross for my sins. I got heaven in my view because you said you prepared a place for me over in glory. I got eternal life no matter how they will bear me in a casket. I know there's power in the resurrection. And I'm talking to somebody here that know that God is able So have that wild faith to follow. Not knowing possibly how it's all going to end up. But knowing that it will be well. And it will be good. Because God is good. Father, we just thank you.